welcome to episode 163 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? That's right. It's a very special episode of the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, this weekend has been so intense in the geek world that we had to do not one but two episodes this week starting off tonight we're going to be talking about game of thrones the third episode of season eight the long night aka the battle of winterfell i survived yes where were you during the battle of winterfell on sunday you know april 28th 2019 a day which will live in infamy, as they say. But um, tonight we'll be talking about that. Spoilers, of course. If you haven't gotten on, on the Game of Thrones train by now. For shame. For shame. The shame bell rings for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, the chat is live. So, if you have seen Game of Thrones, uh, The Long Night, please join in. Um, otherwise, right now, uh, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Studio Regent Headphones. Yes, if you want some high quality, high fashionable, and affordable headphones, all you got to do is go to studio.com, use the promo code Codex Prime Podcast. Whoa, Jesus, use the promo code Codex Podcast. And as always, free shipping in the USA. Watch you can get shit from Kyle. Like, we did it better. I'm like, listen, one slip up, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, Kyle's used to botching. I mean, he is an Iconics fan. Excuse, say it right. Iconic. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but before we uh, get into Game of Thrones, we do have to begin this episode on a very sad note. Uh, this one kind of gutted me as well. Uh, John Singleton. Mm. The uh, Oscar-nominated filmmaker uh, died Monday at the age of 51. Too young, too soon. Um, uh, Singleton, a couple weeks ago, he suffered a stroke, and um, he was in a coma, I think, since April 17th. And uh, just uh, yesterday on Monday, uh, his family had to make the hard decision to take him off life support. Not easy. Mm, it certainly isn't. And so, unfortunately, Singleton, uh, gone way too soon at the age of 51. Uh, Singleton, uh, he made his debut at the age of 23 uh, with Boys in the Hood, as One you can see here. Favorites. Oh, yeah, an absolute classic. Uh, this man was 23 when he directed this film. He was really young. Yeah, he was real young. He, uh, he was a massive talent. Um, that was a masterpiece, too, especially from a debut filmmaker. Uh, when that dropped, um, that film, Boys in the Hood, with Cuba Gooding Jr., Ice Cube, Morris Chestnut, sh it is showing a light on like ghetto life, inner city life in a way that no other film before has. And man, that Ricky scene, if you, yeah, if you've seen that film, you know what I'm talking about. And man, so it, it was a great film. Uh, John Singleton with Boys in the Hood, he became the first uh, African-American filmmaker to be nominated for an, for a Best Directing Oscar and also still has the record for being the youngest filmmaker to be nominated for an Oscar for Best Directing at the age of 23. Um, he followed up Boys in the Hood with uh, Poetic Justice in 1993, 
with uh, Janet Jackson and Tupac. Cousin. Yep. Uh, also with Regina King. Uh, another solid movie right here as well. If you haven't seen it, do check it out. Um, he also did uh, Baby Boy um, with Tyrese, Ving Rhames, Anjanou Ellis, Omar Gooding Jr., yeah, man, wild and crazy kids acting gangsta. <laughs> yeah, that threw. That th- I remember us seeing it in a theater. That threw me way hey, off. Here's my baby boy. Here's my baby boy line. Yeah. Forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your fort. <laughs> All right, thirty-five. Oh man, the movie that gave us uh, the African squat thrust scene. Oh man. <laughs> and Taraji P Henson's uh, one of her uh, 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 early roles in film. You know she was on an episode of The Smart Guy? Oh, she was. I ended up catching her. Oh, wow. Man. But yeah, Baby Boy, uh, Higher Learning uh, with Omar Gooding, Omar Epps, rather. Omar Epps, uh, Michael Rappaport, Tyra Banks. Uh, Rosewood, which I haven't seen, but I heard a lot of great things about that. That's the one film of his that I haven't seen. What up? Um, also, he directed Too Fast, Too Furious. He did. He did, which was serviceable. It was a serviceable to follow up um, before Fast and Furious became ridiculous. <laughs> um, he also did uh, Four Brothers as well, 2005. Mark Wahlberg, Andre 3000, a.k.a. Andre Benjamin, um, Garrett Hedlund. Uh, yeah, that's yep, yep. And, of course, Tyrese also in this. If you're, if you're a fan of a cool little crime drama, also starring a Chua Telegio 4, definitely check that out. Um, and he also uh, did some did some work this decade in in television. I think one of the projects he worked on was on FX. It was called Snowfall. I heard about that one. Yeah, I heard I that one. Seen, yeah, I remember seeing the commercial. Yeah, I heard that was pretty good too. So yeah, man, Singleton gone way too soon. Uh, way too soon. Yeah, one of the you know one of the uh, most preeminent black filmmakers out there and independent voices. Um, he definitely left the. Very good body of work. Oh, and he also did a Shaft in 2000 with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, that one I haven't seen yet. Me neither. Yeah. You know, uh, with, with Shaft, I was going to see it at the theater at Providence Place Mall. But I, I went with Aris and uh, I think one of his cousins. And for some reason, the dickhead uh, ticket ticket guy refused to let us in because, of, because it was an R-rated movie. And we were 16 at the time, so we Damn, couldn't see 16. it. 16. Yeah, so we couldn't see it. Thanks to that dickhead ass uh, ticket guy who took his who actually took his job seriously, he's like, "Oh, you got ID? Like, fuck you!" Like, I I went and saw Gladiator like a few weeks a few weeks prior to that with no problem. I, I didn't get an ID check then, but oh well. But I did manage to buy Shaft, um, uh, John Singleton's version. Um, it was like for a dollar at the time capsule. They had like a big DVD sale. That that that's, uh, that seems very reasonable price oh yeah oh yeah so i'm gonna definitely watch it at some point so yeah singleton rest in peace rest in power gone way too soon and in the immortal words of ice cube and boys in the hood domino motherfucker i was gonna say if they don't know don't show show. i just don't care about what goes on in the hood you know yeah you know they don't know don't show and don't care what goes on when you're uh when you're a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> Message. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. That that movie still is still hilarious still to this day. Up. Yeah. Still holds up. 
Yeah. And yeah, don't be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I would put that with uh, John Singleton didn't do that, of course, but of course, Boys in the Hood, you know, led to like the rise of hood movies at the time, which led to that one of the best parodies of the 90s. <laughs> and of course, CB4. I, I, I watched that with uh, Don't Be a Menace sometimes. Um, it, I think it's one of those movies where you kind of just have to. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Sharing. Yep, still sharing. I'm, I really feel like I'm forgetting some. Yeah. Um, also, another thing uh, that we got to briefly touch on um, was something that really confused me, and I don't know how I'm still processing this. Um, we just saw the new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. <sighs> okay. Okay. First of all, I, I will say one positive thing. Um, I do appreciate that Jim Carrey uh, is acting like vintage Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey just has like a direct, he has a direct line to my funny bone. Like, yeah. I just, like I, sometimes I just look at him and I just have to bust out laughing because it, oh, yeah. it's, it's Jim Carrey. Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey, he's like, he's one of the, he's one of the all time greats comedy, of course, drama as well. But man, we have, it's been, a, it's been like, I say a good decade since we've seen Jim Carrey as like vintage, like funny, like, Hilarious Jim Carrey. I'm in number two. Nah. It wasn't as good as the first, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about all that. But, uh, you know, um, I will say Sonic looks absolutely creepy. And, uh, I wasn't creepy, but he just looks awful. Yeah, oh, definitely awful. Like the, the YouTube comments were quite hilarious uh, in the trailer. I didn't even get a chance to look. I just looked at the trailer and just like, oh, wow, that's that, that's it. Yeah, in fact, the I, I looked at the likes to dislike ratio from the Paramount uh, trailer. Oh, oh, one thing about the Paramount trailer with the with the stars around the mountain and the logo. You know, the stars were replaced with the Sonic rings. I thought that was a little clever. But um, but the the likes to dislike ratio, the, the, the trailer has 117,000 likes. 167,000 dislikes. And the comments were quite hilarious. It was quite the roast that, that's going on right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Rude Dog, friend of the show, who actually, um, <laughs> damn, I think they just ended their Game of Thrones episode. Okay. Shout out to the party nerds. I gotta check, I gotta check that out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's a huge Sonic fan. Oh, yes, of he's course. Like, bro, I'm like stunned at that trailer. Yeah. I mean, first of all, one thing that confused me was the use of Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. I just couldn't see where that, how that fit in. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of sounds like maybe this, maybe the trailer or the footage was like, was like focus tested by some focus group. And you're like, oh, well, we need something that, that's, that's punchy. That's, you know, kind of catchy, you know. Unless they just know I'm a child in the 90s. And I used to think I was so gangster because I knew the words to that song. <laughs> hey, Coolio was the man in these streets back in the day. Yeah, man. With that theme song, Keenan and Kel, yo, you were straight from. Yeah, Keenan and Kel, Fantastic Voyage, Gangsta's Paradise. And that's pretty much it. Oh, word. Eddie's going to put out a reaction video. I need to see oh. that because he, like I said, he is a Sonic, like a yeah. hard body Sonic fan. Oh, yeah. Sonic looks a hell of a lot better than the Joker. That is from Kyle. Sir, sir, how dare you compare that CG abomination 
uh, in, in that we witnessed in the Sonic the Hedgehog tra- trailer to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I will say this though. Sonic in this trailer, as horrible as he looks, still looks better than the Iconics. Boom. Excuse me? The Iconics. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and Ar- 59 hates it. Oh, wait, that's Aris. Hey, what up, man? Oh, stop. <laughs> yes, that Sonic trailer does look like hot garbage. Um, I think this will be in the pantheon of one of the worst video game movies ever made. I, I, I no. I'll, I'll put my uh, that trailer. No. I'll put money on it. No, it's gonna be up there. Uh-uh. Next to Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> it'll be up there. That's the no. Nah, that's the all times worst. That's the all time worst. Well, Super Mario Brothers or oh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh yeah, Annihilation was trash. Too bad you will die. <laughs> God. Oh man. But Jim Carrey, he's a he says Jim Carrey sold him, but I'm like. Jim Carrey, it, it, it's like it's just Jim Carrey. Yeah, I mean, Jim Carrey will he'll give he'll be the he'll be the reason why the movie gets half a star or one star at best out of many critics' reviews, I'd say. But nothing else. I mean, but but Sonic looks so creepy. He looks like he looks like the type of creature that'll come up to you and be like, "Hey, oi, I want your face. I want to wear it." That's a little. <laughs> t- <laughs> It's close to home, man. Yeah, he, he looks like he no like that. What you just did. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he he looks like Sonic. Looks like you know he looks like the type that will get a bottle of lotion and be like it rubs the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. Wait, what? You know he look he looks like he'll you know dancing to Q Lazarus Goodbye Horses, the Signs of the Lambs. I yeah. If I end up, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's what Sonic looks like. That's how creepy he looks, man. <laughs> he, he, it's, just, it's just pure nightmare fuel. It, it, it got weird. It, it, it got weird. I'm sorry, but the Sonic... No, 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 no. You made it weird. I'm sorry, but the... You made it weird. I'm sorry for making it weird, but the Sonic trailer has me so confused right now. I don't, I'm still trying to process it. My brain still doesn't know how to how to, how to, how to justify the existence So you rub your space. nipples with another grown-ass man in the room. I'm just saying, like, I, I, like you know, like, like that's the scene in Silence of, in Silence of the Lambs when Buffalo Bill, when Buffalo Bill was it. was doing that, he's like, "Would you do me? I do me, I do me so hard." That, that's that's what Sonic Sonic might as well be that. You do you might as well get the same uh, actor who played Bill, Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Who was what was his name? Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Ted Levine might as well voice Sonic the Hedgehog, and the creepy the creepy fact it would make sense then. But my God. You couldn't get Jaleel White? Yeah, I mean, what is he doing nowadays? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Probably still collecting royalties from Family Matter re- reruns. I don't know. Yeah, I- I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure that is exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Um, this is not the second time in three weeks. Oh, yeah, I think I did. in the pe- Did I rub my nipples in the last three weeks on this, on this show? Do you really think I'm going to keep track of you rubbing your nipples on the show? I probably did. I, I don't remember because it's a common occurrence, but you know, I'll take your word for it. Yup, yup. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I refuse to see it. Um, I refuse to uh, justify its existence. I'm um, gonna bootleg the shit out of that movie. I'd say, hey, if you can bootleg it, BitTorrent stream it, do what you gotta do. But I predict that it will be. In as it will it will make the canon as one of the worst video game movies ever made. And I also have another prediction speaking of video game movies. 
I predict I predict that Detective Pikachu will be a surprise. I think people will be pleasantly surprised by it. I won't be surprised by that. I mean, it, it looks amusing. I, I mean, would I see it? Not in the theater. No, Eddie's put, Eddie said that his wife is putting $20 out of it. It would be the worst video game movie ever. Oh, Shout out to Patricia, by the way. Hey, that that's a bet I'm willing to accept. I'll put I'll put twenty on it as well, but yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, yes, 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 Aris. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is some nipple rubbing nonsense. Victor twenty nineteen. That should be that should be the tagline that the the critics quote on the poster. Yeah, but you then should, it, but you then, should just go see you should just go see the movie wearing a shirt that says that. Yeah, why not? Well, then again, it might be unintentional marketing, and then people would try to watch it ironically. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's about it. Let's let's not talk about Sonic anymore because um, I'm I'm not gonna be able to sleep all at night tonight. But let's get into the main event of our special episode. We're gonna be talking about Game of Thrones, them Thrones, as they say, season eight, episode three, The Long Man. Night. Man, I was I was listening. I listen to Brilliant Idiots every week. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, with Game of Thrones being back on and Easter was like, what, two weeks ago? Like a week or two ago? Yeah. Jesus was not trending at all. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> but Dumb Thrones was. Absolutely. And you know what? That's 100% justified. We're not going to get into all that. But I'm <laughs> just saying, like, well, yo, Dumb Thrones was trending. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, not not trying to, you know, you know, be like anti-religious or anything, but I'm saying justified in the sense that, you know, Game of Thrones, the final season. I mean, what else could be trending on on a Sunday night, you know? But, but yeah, man. Sonic um, trailer is number one is trending number one on YouTube. It it is actually possibly yeah. for the wrong reasons, bro. It is, yeah. And uh, Eddie Ortiz says, "Do not mention the DBZ movie." Oh Jesus. Oh, you mean Dragon Ball Evolution? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Canadian Goku. Canadian Goku. But yes, uh, Game of Thrones: The Long Night, aka the Battle of Winterfell. This episode was, let me see, eight years in the making. For at long last, since 2011, since the very first episode, the very first scene when we saw the pattern, the bloody. The bloody pattern of limbs on entrails all over the snowy floor uh, beyond the wall. White walkers were coming. Winter is coming. Winter has arrived at Winterfell. The, the Night King and the army of the dead making their stand against how against you know how Stark and company. Mm. Don't you read that comment? Don't you read Kyle's comment? Don't you read you read it? Wait, what'd he say? What'd he say? DBZ live action movie. Right under that one. It was at least better than the Star Wars trilogy. Ah, Kyle, spoken like a true Carolina Panthers fan. Ah, you know, you know, I mean, I, Shout I, it, I, you, you looked right at me when you said, I know you got well, something. No, no, but I will, I will say, you know, Kyle. You know, I, I can understand, you know, he he's bitter. You know, he doesn't as a as a Panthers fan and as an Iconics fan, he doesn't have much to latch onto. He doesn't have m- many good forms of media to latch onto, you know. So he has he has to he has to tear others down to get down to his level, you know. But it's okay, Kyle. Listen, I take pity on you. Maybe someday you'll see the light. But you know, 
and hey, you'll be cheering for the Baltimore Ravens next NFL season since you lost that bet. So, so <laughs> maybe maybe this time you'll know what a, what cheering for a winning team looks like. I don't know, but anyway. Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna earn that burial of the week this week. Oh, so yeah. you actually want to be buried? Hey, listen, listen, I'm here for it. We support the UWO, and uh, <laughs> and Eddie and Eddie's Eddie's hating a GOT yawn, of course. Um, yeah, he's a, he he's one he's a one percenter. Yeah, oh yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, this this episode directed by Miguel Sapochnik, who directed such other epic episodes, including Battle of the, the Bastards, Bastards, which prior to this episode was considered the the best, the greatest battle. Uh, episode sequence in the entire series um written by david benioff and db vice the showrunners um great cinematography by fabian wagner you liked it? i did like it i mean i know a lot of people complained about uh how how it was too dark or too poorly lit like a Zack snyder movie but <laughs> i had no problems watching it me me neither but my thing about it was like you you felt part you felt like you was a part of the story, mm-hmm. like the White Walkers were literally just you. You couldn't you couldn't see them coming. Oh no, you could not. Yeah, they they arrived, and then like the beginning of the episode, like you had you had the Dothraki at the front lines, and then out of nowhere, making her return to the show, you had Melisandre. Melisandre uh, making her appearance, the the Red Priestess. Priestess. And uh, she lit their their weapons ablaze, which made for a very very cool visual. Um, but uh, but so the Dothraki were on the front line; they were the first ones to go head up against the Night King and his army of the dead. And we immediately saw the Dothraki literally snuffed out. You saw the torches from a distance when you saw uh, John and Daenerys on the mountaintop on the hillside looking down at the battlefield one by one you saw their uh, like lit- all the flames just faded out and uh, yeah. you noticed that like as Daenerys and Jon Snow was watching that like Daenerys had to walk, walk away because mm-hmm. like that was her people's and she just couldn't stand to she couldn't stand to see them basically go extinct yeah like yeah. Are, they, are they done no, there were a few that that managed to walk away, but at this point, it's pretty much the end of the Dothraki, like as we know it. I mean, because I know they still have like their, like the women and children, and stuff. the women and children, like sequestered, like in their con on their continent. But like, yeah, at this point, the Dothraki would have to like, it, it, there's basically more women than men, basically at this point for their people. I, mean, I guess they can repopulate. They could, but um, at this point, I think the women will be running the show. Oh yeah, they definitely will. But I mean, obviously, you know, some of them gotta have sons. Yeah, but they eventually grow up and then repopulate that race. So I mean, I guess it's not really done for. Not really done for, but it's gonna be a while before the Dothraki rise again. But like to see, but to your point, to see her, you know, you know, they were her front line. You know, she, she, you know, she became their Khaleesi, and then she saw her subjects, her loyal army, just one at a time, just. Extinguished. And they were with her from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning when she was just finding her feet as the mo- mother of dragons, and you know, straight up the <clears throat> a horde or brown folks get sent into the battle. The white dude and the white dire wolf, the ones that wants to make it back, common now. <laughs> Come on, 
Yeah, there were. You know what? I saw. I saw some a bunch of uh, oh, Twitter comments. Those braces as fuck. Oh, you you know what? You know, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take your quote uh, uh, from that from Bernie Mac as well. Fuck them kids. Like that 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 uh episode two. You know what? Uh, what's her name? Um, Miss Sandy. Uh, Miss. Yeah, Miss, Miss Sunday. You know when she when she went up to those two little white kids and she's like hello, and then you just look at her and they just like run away. I'm like, well, fuck y'all then. They ain't never seen they ain't never seen black folks. I know it that happens. that actually happened to me. It did did it? Yeah, yeah. Back when I was working at events in North Outerboro, a friend a friend of mine I was working with, mind, mind you, this is North Outerboro. This, the black population is very little, like little to none. Mm-hmm. He comes to visit the store. And the kid was like terrified. He never saw a black kid. Jesus. Never saw a black person. Wow, <sighs> man! C- come on, come on, white parents, step step it up, man. It's 2019. Come on now. But well, but Thrones time that didn't exist. Well, yeah, right. But you know, but but yeah, but but anyway. But I will say I will say to uh, Dragon 59's point. Um, I did notice that too. But at the same time, I, I was thinking, well, you know, the the, the Dothraki and the Unsullied—they are warriors. You know, you know, trained practically from from birth. Well, in in the Unsullied's case, they were like enslaved. So the whole North voted for Trump. I mean, I wouldn't say the whole North, like Jon Snow, was progressive. And you know, I could, I could, I could kind of, you know, I can kind of see Ned Stark being a Trump supporter. But anyway, <laughs> yo, the North is as progressive as Nick Boza. Nick Boza. Ch- just uh, g- Google Nick Boza when you get a chance. Yeah, how do you spell his name? Nick B O S A. B O S A. Okay, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I will say like you know, the Unsullied and the Dothraki. Yeah, they were the they were the front line. I can I can see them logically from a logistical perspective. Yeah. Trained from birth or enslaved from from slavery, but yeah, but they they were going to be the front line anyhow. But because when you have that many warriors already armed and prepared, why not use them? But the, at the same time, to your point, the visual of like brown folks, you know, being the first ones to go, the first ones to take it from the white walkers. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get it. Not not exactly the best of looks. I get it. <laughs> I kind of felt that way too. I didn't think about it until everybody started mentioning. It. I'm like, God oh, damn it! Yeah, but you know what? What, what, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's Westeros. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, but like the but the army as the army of the dead made their advance, they all retreated into the the walls of Winterfell. Um, there was a really tense moment where Mel, where Melisandre um had to like light the trenches using the spell using her spell and for a split second i'm like oh man that that's that that moment had me tense man i was like hopefully she doesn't get stabbed in the face before she you know manages to execute I mean, she the basically spell. turned the lights off and turned the lights on for the episode basically yeah <laughs> she was like all right people can't see the episode next thing you know the trench was lit and that was a it was a brief reprieve from the army of the dead they stopped in their tracks as the rest of the uh uh Winterfell's forces retreated into the walls, but man, the way they, the way the army of the dead just power through. Yeah, they said yeah. Some of them had to sacrifice themselves just to create a path, and then it just went right through and hit the top, hit the castle. I'm just like, yo, this shit got real. Yeah, and then they started climbing up the walls like World War Z, just piling up on top of each other, scaling the the walls and whatnot. I mean, it it, it reminded me of like the Battle of Helm's Deep. 
from Lord of the Rings to Two Towers. It was yeah. like that. It was that intense. And but yo, and and also like the deaths that we saw, like the first death that we saw in in the in the show was Edison Tollett, um, formerly of the Night's Watch. Yeah. And now his watch has ended. You know, I I, I fully expected, and this was a big big surprise for me. What what surprised me most about this episode was the people that actually survived because I fully expected Samuel Tarley to get the to get these hands, and he manages to live. Yeah, he held, he held on, but I knew, but yeah, the main people died. I mean, the main people survived. Yeah, because I I think I think the bigger battle is is yet to come in in in, in some respects. Um, but uh, but but yeah, man. Um, Edison Tollett caught it. But talk about somebody who went out like a true OG. Leanna Morgan. Yo, like she as 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 a as the as the white as the White Walkers in the Army of the Dead made their advance. They broke through the walls and climbed over. Yo, you saw the slap the shit out of her in that first. Yeah, that undead giant that strolled up. Yeah, just smacked her, and then she just gets up. God, like. Hmm. You know, I was like, you know, there was always something about that girl. I'm like, everybody thought she was a little bitch, but like, oh no, no. I mean, she had to be. She had to grow up quick because basically, she was like the only succeeding Mormon to take over the house because because Jorah was, you know, away. Yeah, Jorah, yeah, Jorah went with um, Daenerys, but yeah. And so, like, uh, as the giant grabbed her and started crushing her to death, she had one last stand, just jammed that dragon glass right in its eye. I got a used egg on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah I see that. I gotta, I gotta look into my notes. Jesus Christ! Like, what was you took, you took copious notes for this, and this is copious notes. Like, there's a yeah. lot of shit that was going down. Mm. Well, basically, with the remember the first giant from seat. This is why I gotta read. Yeah, man, get it together, Carl. <laughs> but. But yeah, man, uh, Leanna Mormon. I mean, her her biggest strength was tearing men down, and she could do so with a really cutting, sharp tongue. And you know, she had to be. She had to step up at a young age, and she went out like a true OG, taking down that giant. All right, here it is. All right, so Leanna Mormon actually ki- she kills the white giant in the same exact spot in Winterville that a previous giant was killed in the Battle of the Bastards, whom was also killed from a shot to the eye. Oh, nice callback. I like that. Yeah. So Leanna Mormont, uh, you know, as she was being crushed to death, she took a giant down and she went out like a true OG. So Leanna Mormont goes into the Hall of Heroes. Um, Shout out to Chris. She wasn't a bitch. She was a badass car. <laughs> yup, yup. You are absolutely right. Tell him. Talk to him. Uh, talk yeah. to him. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, so as they as they make their advance inside, uh, yo, the MVP of this show though, you got to talk about Arya Stark. Yeah, you're jumping the gun. Well, on that one. not not jumping the gun. I, I mean, I won't go all the way, but like she held her own in the in the battlefield. But there was one moment where, I think for me, arguably, arguably like the most tense moment in a, in an episode full of tense moments was where. Was where she had to sneak past the library inside oh, Winterfell. Yeah. That had me on edge. As a matter of fact, on uh, HBO now you can access it. You're mm-hmm. welcome. 
I actually uh, renewed my HBO now subscription. Oh, you still wore the Night Jack shirt, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and the reason why I did it was because, um, like I, well, for for the for the first two episodes of Game of Thrones, when I tried to watch it, it said that uh, your HBO account is on too many has as on too many devices <laughs> so i had to wait and i had to wait a whole hour just to watch it and then that for the for, for the first two episodes so i'm like you know what fuck it i'm just i'm gonna just renew my subscription so that's what happened yeah yeah <laughs> but but yeah but, that's all right but yeah what you were you were saying i forgot already i'm laughing too much <laughs> but um but yeah you were saying like yeah Arya stark in the library if you actually there there is a like making of that episode special on HBO now. Mm-hmm. And I, um, yeah, so obviously I checked that out before the show. And like the way that they did that is like they actually had this um, performer, um, I think he was from Mexico, and he was like double jointed in so many like parts of his body mm-hmm. that they had him, they had him come yeah. to play one of the White Walkers. Remember when Arya slid under the table? Yeah. That was him. Oh wow! Yeah, so he was able to like get that whole zombie thrill, thriller looking mm-hmm. s to him. He probably should have been used in Walking Dead. Shit, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Mm. And just like the way she was, and Ari was doing a lot of her own stunts. Oh really? Wow. Hey, big ups to Macy Williams. Yeah, she was already. She was like up for it, up for it. But we'll get more into we'll get more yeah. into Macy. Um. Uh, like yeah, do you think is there any significance for killing House Mormon? Like they're done, right? Yeah, House Mormon is no more since uh, Jorah actually died protecting Daenerys. Right. Yeah. So yeah, House Mormon is no more. So that's yeah. pretty much gone. Um, you know who I'm actually who I was actually cheering for? Oh, uh, who? Tormund. Tormund. Oh yeah, the the big wildling. He 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 has to give he has to hook up with Brienne. I don't. That's he, not. No, he has to. That's he gonna... loves her so much. It's it's gonna be unre- unrequited love. No, it, it's no. not. It's not. Gonna Everybody happen. wants it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it, it's just gonna be a, just a, 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 a an understandable, you know, man, uh, you know, woman crush. You know, crush from him to you know, um, Brienne of Tarth, a knight of the Seven Kingdoms, mind you, an official knight. Um, you know what? Speaking speaking of Brienne, I fully expected her to go too. She looked like she was going. Her and Jamie, like they had their backs literally against the wall against the White Walkers. And I thought Brienne was gonna go for sure. Um, but surprisingly, they managed to survive the the, the night. Yeah, that's a good question. What happened to that Valerian steel sword that Sir Jorah had that Samuel gave him? Sir Jorah. I, I think oh, I I think that no, because I'm I'm thinking of um the sword, the sword that uh, that was like a family heirloom of, of Sam's, yeah, and that he gave to uh, Jorah because he said because Sam said he couldn't lift it over his shoulders. Right. If if he's talking about a different sword, I'm not sure who. No, has she it. said that was it. Oh, that was it. Okay, yeah, he gave. Yeah, Jorah has it. Um, had or had it, you know. Yeah, but they actually said in that with speaking to Jorah, they actually said that that scene. Mm-hmm. Where Jorah died, that Daenerys was actually crying real tears. Oh wow! That's it, because he was there from. Was it? No, he wasn't there season one. I think it was season two. Like if I'm season not two, so yeah. like season two to now, that's yeah, that's what seven years. 
Yeah. That you work with somebody like and then now you you know you're not gonna see him again. Yo, there was that those were real tears. Like as she they were interviewing her, you can tell both of them was actually getting like a little choked up just talking about that scene. Mm. I can understand. Yeah, especially when you're in that moment, like when you're in that headspace of you know of acting out that scene and like think keeping in mind everything like all the things that they've been through together like especially with Jorah how he at one point contracted the dragon scale yeah and Samuel cured him in the most barbaric way you could because it's just the only remedy literally had to scrape those scales off of his body but he survived long enough for this so another question I have you maybe you can Help me out with this one. Yeah. yeah, what was the reasons for Brand turning into the three-eyed raven and just flying, and then that was it? I think it was like more of like a tactical thing. Like he wanted to see exactly where the Night King was in and on the field, and maybe kind of like kind of get his bearings, get an idea of where the Night King was headed, or or something. Makes sense. It makes sense. I was only able to like watch because I watched that special, and then I was only able to watch like I watched from when Theon Greyjoy. Actually redeemed himself redeemed himself. He fully redeemed himself, yes. Um, you know, the- dickless bastard. <laughs> hey man, you know, Theon, yo, big ups to Theon Greyjoy. He fully redeemed himself. He got his uh figurative nuts back. Um, you know, when when he when he spoke with Bran in the garden, he knew he was like, you know, the things I've done. And then Bran was like, Everything that you've done up to this point brought you where you belong. Home. And that kind of hit me. I was like, "Damn, man!" Did you cry? I didn't. I didn't cry at all. But I was like, "Man, that that was well earned." And then, and then, uh, Brand says, "You know, Theon, you're a good man. Thank, Thank you. you." They put emphasis on that too. And then, like, but Theon ain't show not. I mean, not Theon. Freaking Brand showed no emotion whatsoever. Oh no, not at this point. I think like, he's he's just. Yeah, he's 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 pretty much the three-eyed raven now. Like he's beyond human emotion. He's beyond he's beyond all of that cuz you know, he he has that new role now. Um but yeah, with Theon, the way he went out, man, I was like, "Hey, that's the way you go out after all the horrible things you've done." Um and and Theon like, yeah, he's done some horrible things, but like he didn't deserve to be tortured at the hands of that barbarian uh what was it, Roose? Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. He didn't deserve that any of that. He didn't. He, he didn't at all. But, but yeah, man, the way Theon got stabbed, you know, by his side by the by the Night King, just like jammed it into him, and he was just there, you know, on the ground bleeding out. I was like, damn, man, I salute you. You you fully redeemed yourself. You know, he was like, you know, the- Theon was like the Dallas Cowboys of How the show. I fucking know it. You know, like how did I know it? You know, you know, he was highly unnecessary. You know, Theon, you know, he 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 was a he was a he he he, he, he was raised he was raised in with the Starks, so he knew what winning was like. You know, he was also a a, a member of the Ironborn, so he knew what winners what being a winner was like. But then he hit his he hit his low end, and for many seasons, for many years, he just knew nothing except losing. But then at the very end. Theon Theon remembered that he came from greatness and that, well, unlike the Cowboys, Theon managed to redeem himself and he managed to pull off a win or help his team win to victory. Why can't the Cowboys say that in this century? It's going to happen now. It's going to happen this year. 
unlikely <laughs> but <laughs> i mean i will i will You're say gonna have to place another <laughs> I'll, 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 here, here's my prediction speaking of football and I, I'm, I'm not a football fan but i know enough to troll so my that's pre- all he does by the way yeah that's all that's all i do so don't ask me about statistics or like or like you know players and all this i don't know but my prediction is this and kyle i hope you're still watching now nah, he left because he didn't want to get he didn't want to get into the spoilers oh that's right because he just he's just showing but but kyle if you are listening back to this episode at some point i predict that the carolina panthers will win a super bowl before the cowboys win their sixth that's my prediction oh shit and it'll happen within the next 10 years oh shit oh shit well well, fuck you. <laughs> Let's move on to this to the subject. Move back to the subject at hand. Yes. Um, whew, there's like so much. Yo, never bad mouth Danny around Masande. Oh yeah, yeah. It was in that crypt. Yep, Sansa and Tyrion. Yeah, and I actually got speaking of the crypt, I actually got an IGN alert. Mm-hmm. That there was actually like a fight scene with Sansa and Tyrion. Really? That they took out. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Like they were trying to fight off the army. Like, fight, yeah, fight off the army inside the crypt. Hmm. Okay, I guess. Like I... Sansa was. She had because remember she had that dagger. Yep. She did nothing with it, no. but she. Uh, turns out that she actually did. Hmm. And they deleted it. Uh, Why? I have no clue. I gotta look at the article, but probably like for pacing issues and to kind of make the crypt scenes a little more tense, you know, because they're in that enclosed space and they're like, oh my god, like, well, yeah, not to mention Tyrion can fight too. He can. He can hold his own. And uh, I, I really like that moment where they were hiding behind that, uh, that, that um, it was like that. Tomb. tomb and um you know they had their little dialogue and Tyrion kissed Sansa's hand <laughs> I thought that was a nice little character moment I was like that was sweet it was and you notice how like Daenerys says and Peter Dinklage actually brought this up so he says so they brought me they Daenerys brings Tyrion in for his intellect mm-hmm. it was Tyrion's idea for all of them to go into the crypt yeah with dead people <laughs> Well, yeah, they where the dead can rise. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But at the same time, it's like where else could they go? Like if they were on the surface, they'd be dead. All most of them, most of not all of them. And to uh, and to Yup Yup's point, um, uh, she says um, Tyrion would be good to Sansa uh, compared to her evil ex Ramsay. And Tyrion always wanted love. You know, I, I've seen, I've seen. I know there are a few fans that want to kind of see them see them together but mm-hmm. it's not going to happen no, and no, i don't no. think it, it doesn't need to happen yeah it doesn't need to and besides you know Tyrion, you know his history of you know whoremongering and sansa you know nah they, they they can be nice they can be cool they can you know be like hey what up you know fist bump every now and then you know get up but i'm okay with that yeah uh but yeah man oh the the one one of the scenes that 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 i was like man this is this is about to get real was where the Night King was where the Night King, you know, he was standing, he was making his way, just just casually strolling to Winterfell. And then Daenerys was on her dragon. She said Dracarys and just started roasting, roasting the Night King. The Night King just no-sold it completely. He was sold it in smirk. Smirk. He was like, that's all you got? <laughs> I was like, 
this motherfucker boy. Yeah. He's probably one of the dopest villains in TV history. And he and he and he has no words of dialogue. <laughs> no lines of dialogue. And then he no sells it, uh, much to Daenerys's uh shock. And then uh Jon Snow, he's running up to to him from behind. He's about to you 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 think you're gonna see a one-on-one clash between Jon Snow and the Night King, but instead Night King turns around and much like Kane from the WWE, just r- just raises his hand slowly, smirks still on his and face. Everybody got up. Yeah, all the dead soldiers and the dead uh and the slain zombies, they rise, they surround John. And it's like, damn! How the hell is he? Gonna, is, is he going to get out of this one? I mean, is Podrick still alive? Yep, Podrick Payne. He's still alive. He's still doing it. I, I, you know, I fully expect Podrick Payne to like to be deaded too. But I'm glad that he's still around because I, w- I will say, like Podrick Payne, he's definitely one of the most underrated characters in the show. Because like when you think about it, like he's had a very, he's had a great streak of luck, and he like and he, and he's evolved. He's come a long way. Like from being the lowly, humble, you know, seemingly ineffectual squire of Brienne of Tarth to like somebody who actually trains others how to fight and defend yeah. themselves. And reportedly, according to Game of Thrones lore, Podrick is a, he's a, apparently a master in the sack, according to many women across Westeros. Hey. hey. I, I know nothing. I'm Jon Snow on that one. Hey, hashtag role model goals. <laughs> But um, oh, but Yup Yup has an interesting point about um the Night King. He said that uh, she says that uh, I heard a theory that he was uh, a Targaryen, and that's why he doesn't burn. He was probably the Mad King. Nah, he wasn't. Uh, no, nah, no, because if you remember, the Night King was the first was the first human or the first man who got stabbed thousands of years ago by the children of the forest. Yeah. You remember that scene where that that one random guy was tied to the tree? Yeah, and they stabbed them, and then that's how they created the White Walkers. Yeah, so that's how he became the Night King. So not a Targaryen, but yeah, but but an interesting interesting uh, theory. And uh, but yeah, so that was a dope scene. Um, oh, also, we got to give us another shout out to uh, another character who bit the dust, uh, who served his purpose, uh, Beric Dondarian. Another East Egg on that one. Yeah, the man who was resurrected multiple times by the Lord of Light. Exactly. And you notice that here's the East Egg that when Beric dies, he holds his body in a cross like pose, like almost like cross like in the doorway, mm-hmm. in which that, you know. Christ, like as he has been resurrected, yeah, so many times, mm-hmm. like Jesus, and his sacrifice, like Jesus, yep. was so Daria. So I said, Daria, God, I can't read my own writing sometimes. So that Arya mm-hmm. could kill the Night King, yeah, yeah, and the reason that's the reason, and that's the reason why the Lord of Light has allowed his resurrection, yeah. Yeah, apparently the uh, the Lord of Light saw a grander purpose for him, and also uh, there's another uh, a similar Easter egg like like if you go back if you go back to I think it was like I don't know if it was a third or fourth season, but there was a meeting there was one meeting between Arya and uh, and Melisandre, who who told her that um, she sees great she Melisandre tells Arya that she sees great darkness in her, and that like she's gonna that she's gonna shut you know. 
you know, brown eyes. Oh, you green got, eyes. And here it is right Blue here. Eyes. That was actually my next one. Okay. So it was that uh, Arya actually reunites with Melisandre in season three. Yeah, and season Mel three. And uh, Melisandre predicted that predicted that Arya and that they will meet again. Mm -hmm. And that she will shut many eyes forever. Yes. Brown eyes, Walder Frey. Mm -hmm. Blue eyes, the Night King that we will talk to, mm -hmm. that we will talk about in a bit. Yep. And who could green eyes be? Cersei has green eyes. Mm. Although I will say, I think it would be way too contrived if Arya gets another high profile kill if she's the one who kills Cersei. I'd be okay with that though. I love Arya too much. Mm, no, nah, I, I, I love to see her win. I, I mean, I like to see Arya win too, but like to, to give her two high pro, the highest profile kills in the whole show first, the Night King, then Cersei. Nah, that's too much. Yeah, I think, I think Cersei needs to be saved for somebody else, somebody that can really take it to her, and perhaps somebody unexpected. Poetic justice, maybe Jamie will do it. I can see that happening. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, but we'll but we'll get to that. I'm uh, waiting later. for Clegane Bowl now. Oh man, Sandor the Hound Clegane. You know, because mm -hmm. of his history with fire, he did have a panic attack in the midst yeah, of battle. Which is yeah, how he was mental. He was momentarily uh, immobilized with the fear of he is. Uh, he's actually um, pyrophobic as a mm -hmm. result of being burned by his brother. Yep. Yeah, and we we still haven't seen the Clegane Bowl, right? No, not oh, yet. Okay. Oh, Clegane Bowl, it better be coming. Oh, yes. That's going to be a main event match. Man. You know, uh, Thor Bjornsson was mm. actually in talks with WWE. Really? Yeah. He was actually, see, you can, I forgot which NXT it was, which NXT takeover. But yeah, he was there. Really? Wow. Yeah. We can see that. And it makes me wonder. I'm like, you know what? If Thor actually signed with the WWE at that time, you think he would have been Braun Strowman today? Mm. That's a good question. Would he have the Braun Strowman role? Hey, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on back to Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so yeah, Beric, uh, he sacrificed himself to protect Arya. And uh, you know, uh, Arya, you know, one of one of one of the best quotes in the show. Not today. today, which is a direct. <laughs> oh my god, y'all! Jesus Christ, I'm all over with these. Oh yeah, here it is. Mm. Hey, right, so yeah, Melisandre actually reminds Arya of the mantra that was re that was recited by her sword instructor, Sirio Porel, mm -hmm. and he says, "There is only one God, and His name is Death, and mm. there is only one thing you say that we say to Death." Not not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a cool character, man. He was, yo. He got off the. He got off real quick. Yeah. I mean, I guess he wasn't that of importance, but then it's like, what was cool about with him going away is that you actually seen Arya grow. Yeah. Into the warrior that she became, you know, being trained by the Hound. Um, mm working with Brianna Todd for a little bit and mm. then going off to uh to the many face gods. Yeah. That she used eloquently in the at the beginning of the last season. Oh yeah. Against Wild Frey. Mm-hmm. A girl has no name. Yeah. And and also um another another uh, callback too, you know, when you think of um Melisander's uh prophecy, 
about uh, you know the prince that was promised. Perhaps the prophecy is the princess that was promised in Arya. It's possible. Like yeah. as of right now, it's still like anybody's game. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people was like, for instance, okay, one of the podcasts I listen to a lot is Westerbros. Mm-hmm. They hated this episode. Really? Yeah, it felt like this was such a badass character, and they build them up to the point where it's like they got the they got the battle. I guess we got it a little too far ahead, and it just seems like okay, Night King's gone. Check, move on. See, I didn't see it that way. I um, didn't either. Yeah, I mean, it's good to get both perspectives, I guess, from somebody who from majority of people who liked it to mm-hmm. very few people that hated it. Yeah, because I kind of see, I, I I do see um this episode, the long night, as kind of like um like the like like the shoot like the bank heist shootout in the movie Heat with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that one. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, but like in the but in the middle of the but in the middle of the film Heat, um, there's this big climactic um bank robbery shootout, and normally in any action movie that would be like the the climax of the film, but then. But then the film takes a more interesting direction where it deals with the fallout of that shootout and how it affects all the characters. Yeah, so, so yeah, so the bigger war, as they said in the trailer, it's he's like we fought, we won the war. Yep. Now there's a bigger war. Mm-hmm. The the battle for the Iron Throne, Battle of King's Landing, and also like getting back to that scene, uh, the climactic scene with the uh, in in the Godswood with Bran just sitting there. Night King walks up to him, looks down at him. And the music was perfect. Yeah. It was like so creepy and like so suspenseful. Well, creepy, well not creepy, but suspenseful. Like mm. at that point, I, I stood up. Yeah. I couldn't sit. I couldn't sit at, at the edge of my seat anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I had to stand up and plus I had to go to work. Like right. The second the credits hit, mm-hmm. I had to go to work because I was already late. Yep. Worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, that one shot where you see the Night King, he's reaching for his sword. And then, like, out of nowhere, from the darkness in the background, it's complete silence. Arya just leaps forward to, towards the Night King. You think he's going to stab her, stab him from behind. He turns around, boom. Catches her. Catches her midair with the choke. You think that she, you think he's going to break her neck. All of a sudden, she drops the Valyrian steel dagger. Boom. Shanks him right in the midsection, and that was just it. Yeah, he t- he just turns to icy dust, and so do the rest of the army of the dead. So the army of the dead is no more. You know that was the that was the dagger that was supposed to kill Bran. That's right. Yeah, because Bran was the one who gave it to her. Exactly. Oh, and then another thing too. Oh, what's up? The Night King was killed at the very same spot. Mm-hmm. That brand gave Arya that dagger, that same dagger. That's right. Yep, right in front of that, that tree. That dagger has been folklore for like, and pretty much throughout the entire show. That's right. Yep. Yeah, since the first season, and also um, the the Night King was stabbed in the same spot that he was stabbed in by the children of the forest when he was just a human. Yeah, but shout out to friend of the show, Furman. He actually. Um, let me actually go to the text that he sent me, what was it, a couple of days ago? Mm-hmm. And he actually has an interesting, like, he has an interesting theory about the uh, brand and the Night King mm. that I can actually get behind. Okay. Okay. 
don't know how I feel about the. I don't know how about how I feel about the Night King being dead. I think we. I think he still might be alive. So I so, so I tell him explain. Mm-hmm. Like his body was destroyed, but he may have st- he may still be living on some Voldemort shit. Mm. This is him talking to me. Okay. So think about everything that they set up from spiral signs and loose tenets, the making of the night king, the making of the night king, then to just stab him and be off. Nothing is being explained, what he wanted, why he was motivated, etc. Then to poof, then the poof he's done. No more. Something about Bran and him is going to be revealed. I'm going to be pretty mad if the show just says, all right, that's that. Let's move on to Cersei. Hmm. You know what? That's 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 an interesting theory. Because there's there's a one of the most popular fan theories is that Bran himself is the Night King. Exactly. So like maybe and, and Bran can actually travel back in time. So so, are, are things going to go full circle, or history will repeat itself eventually? So what if Bran actually makes it to the end? Mm-hmm. Jon Snow gets the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, at the end, Bran just turns into the new Night King, kills Jon Snow, takes the Iron Throne. Oh, that will be like the hardest. That would be a hard pill to swallow for everybody. Yeah. That'll be the most bitter pill to swallow. And a huge huge Vince Russo swerve. Got the swerve, bro. You know what, bro? I'm going to put the Iron Throne on a pole, bro. Don't do that. It pretty much is on a pole. (laughs) Pretty much. Man. Um, And also, uh, Yup Yup says, Bran said that that the Night King always wanted to kill all the Three-Eyed Ravens um, because they all keep... To keep all the true memories. That's right, man. That's interesting. Um, but you know, I, I think I think with the army of the dead, I, I think them being destroyed. That's like the biggest like existential threat of the whole series. And I think them being dead now. Um, I think like the biggest battle of the show is yet to come because um, when I'm thinking about it, when the dust settles. Daenerys is going to go right back to saying that throne is mine. And mind you, she knows she knows the truth now that yeah. she's been banging her nephew the whole time. Gross. Uh, uh, people are asking if, if Jon Snow is going to take the Iron Throne. Um, will she, or if Daenerys will take it, if, if Daenerys takes the throne, will she make the rest, the rest of Westeros bend the knee? Or is she going to pull a Seth Rollins and burn it down? Is she going to become the Mad Queen? Or maybe maybe as fans maybe we're asking the wrong questions at this point like maybe maybe it's not about the iron throne because like like i said like the 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 army of the dead has been like the biggest like existential threat in the whole series and it kind of makes the the iron throne seem petty like the squabbling around it and whatnot so i'm thinking maybe the answer is to destroy not not only not only kill cersei but destroy the whole system the iron throne and everybody and it becomes like a monarch a democracy yeah like a monarchy yeah like 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 a democracy like maybe with Jon snow and daenerys maybe they'll decide like okay maybe we'll put our heads together and like you know maybe join forces and make and create a better society, a better ruling system. Um, maybe Sansa will, will step up as well as a political leader in her own right. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll shock the system, you know, shake the table, don't rock the boat, sink it. 
I, I think I think there's going to be a new a revolution. I don't I don't th- hope I don't think it's just going to be about the Iron Throne. There has to be a complete revolution of the system. Think we'll get the elephants. Yeah, we we need they they want some elephants. God damn it, we're going to get some elephants. Damn it. Yeah, Babar needs to come needs to make an appearance on the show. God damn it. <laughs> I haven't heard that mm. name in like twenty some years. Yeah, but. But speaking of the King's Landing, like, what do you? Th- how do you think uh, Euron Greyjoy and his Ironborn fleet are going to factor into this? Because Euron is feeling himself way too much, and he's talking about, "Oh, I'm gonna put a baby in Cersei." It's going. It's gonna get to his head, and guess what? Cersei. Cersei has a plan. All of, Cersei has a plan with him. He, I think he's just literally just going to be a pawn. He's just a pawn. Yeah, I think I think Yara Greyjoy is going to be the one to finally uh, kill him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my, 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 I'm wondering though, who, how Cersei's gonna get it, and because, and who's gonna be the one to land a killing blow? Um, could be Jon Snow, could be Sansa, could be uh, uh, Clegane, Sandor, the Hound, could Arya. Like I said, I don't want it to be Arya because giving her two high profile kills, you, you kind of turn her into the Roman Reigns of the show. I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, I mean, like, don't give the big dog all the wins here, all right? Like, give give it to somebody else. Nah, if Ari's gonna go out like a Jane, she's gonna go out like a Jane. Like, she's just that much of a beloved character. Yeah, she's gonna go out like a Jane. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe she'll become the many faced goddess. Hey, she's got the skills. She does. Oh man. Uh, let's see. I threw up in my mouth when he said that. Oh yeah. The whole threw up. Oh, <laughs> what? The, whole, the whole I'm gonna put a baby in her. Yeah, and the Cersei's look on her face, like, like Cersei knows what she's doing. Do not get it twisted. Do not underestimate Cersei. Yeah, I mean Cersei's a horrible and unfit, unfit monarch, but. She she ain't she ain't completely stupid. She's not no, she's not dude. She freaking killed the way remember how she killed the Tyrell family? Yeah, with the uh wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. And she just sat there and just drunk her wine, unbothered. Unbothered. Yeah, so unbothered that she couldn't even tend to her son. <laughs> just decided to kill herself. Yeah. And she sacrificed. Mm-hmm. That's how great that would that's how that's how much she craved that power. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but like, at what cost? Oh, uh, let's oh, let's not forget the final shot of this episode where Melisander fulfills her she, purpose. She's and she and she fulfilled the promise. She told that when she showed up, she's like, "Listen, don't worry about me." When she told Davos, "Don't worry about me." Yeah, I'll be dead by the morning. Yeah, they died, and she just walked out, took the took the necklace off, mm-hmm. just aged and withered in the dust. Yeah. Literally withered away, you know, she because she's like what four to six centuries old, yeah, yeah, and, and ready to go, yeah. And Davos had that look on his face, like, oh my god, this whole time. Um, but yeah, man, Oof. what's her name is still in the dungeon watching her daughter rot. Oh, that's right, the the sands, um, Elaria Sand and um, her daughter from um, Dorne. Yeah, when they, cause, I mean, they kind of deserved it because they had, they didn't have to kill, uh, Marcella, uh, Baratheon. They didn't have to do that. And and um, 
There was I think I think there was a third. No. Yeah, because one of them actually ended up playing playing Colleen Wing and Iron Fist. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Got anything else before I finish off these Easter eggs? Um. Oh, also one quick fun fact. Um. The Long Night is the longest episode of the series at 82 minutes. So far, yeah. Which beats uh, The Dragon and the Wolf from the season finale from season seven, which was 81 minutes. <laughs> so it broke it. So it broke the record by one whole minute. minute. <laughs> yeah. And they're only going to get longer. So, yeah. Three more episodes to go. Damn. This, three more like, this is like. This is like. This is like. This is like a culture. This is a cultural like phenomenon. It is. Since it's probably the last like appointment television show that people like really gonna be jonesing for just to get together and watch yeah yeah or so like not you won't see the likes of a show like this for a long time yeah but but yeah man uh three more episodes to go and you know we will be here when we when season when the when the series finale rolls around oh yeah yeah definitely may get some guests who knows who knows tune in yeah, but let me uh finish up these Easter eggs before we sign out. Uh, I got my right. Easter eggs courtesy of uh Insider, their YouTube channel. Okay, so one of them was okay. The first one when Arya when Arya hands Sansa Sansa a weapon, Sansa says, I don't know how to use this, mm-hmm. and Arya replies, Stick it with the pointy end. And that's actually a call back to season one, episode two, when Jon Snow first gives Arya a needle. Also, and it also inspired the title of season one, episode eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then this is, okay, this, the next one. Okay. To light up the blades, the blades of the Dothraki, mm-hmm. Melisandre recites the phrase, Ixios, Ixios mm-hmm. Onyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably butchered that. Which means Lord's Light in Valerian. It's the same spell that Beric Dondarrion uses to light his own sword, but mm-hmm. unlike Melisandre, Beric could just he could just think of the words, mm-hmm. and then he lights it, and then his um sword lights up. Nice. Um, the culmination of the battle of the battle in the Godswoods was foreseen in in the Greyjoy's first appearance in the in the series, mm-hmm. where he was actually he where he was asked if there was going to be a battle in the Godswood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that dates back. I don't remember exactly when Theon Greyjoy's uh, first appearance was, but it was mentioned. That battle, that final scene with Arya killing the Night King, yeah, was mentioned way back then. Mm. Okay, Arya kills the Night King in in the same spot. Yeah, I mentioned that. All right, and then um, Arya stabs the Night King in the chest in the same spot that you just mentioned. Okay, yes, all right, that's all my uh, Easter eggs. Nice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as you can see, you know, this episode, um, you know, the night, you know, the long night was, you know, it's going to be way too big if we did it for tomorrow because we got to talk about Endgame for tomorrow's episode. Yes, yeah, so I'm holding so, off to question of the week for tomorrow. Yep. Um, we got the we got the man of a thousand opinions coming along, Jim yes. Savard. Yep. I fucking love that name that you gave him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jim Savard's coming through, talking Avengers Endgame. The already one point two billion dollar movie. Suck it, John Aponic. Oh, we, oh, we, don't worry, John. If you're watching, we we read your email and we will we will read it on the air tomorrow. And I do have some thoughts as well. 
<laughs> I, ain't, I couldn't even finish it because I'm like reading. I'm just like, he's trolling. He's trolling <laughs> at this point. He takes pride in being a supervillain. So yeah, question of the week. Um, send your thoughts. Send your thoughts on this epi- this epic episode. Yes. You know, Dakota's Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also, there's Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Comment below on YouTube. Shout out to everybody who's uh, streaming it, who um, chimed in on the chat. Yep. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, leave us that five star review, uh, Google Podcasts, and Google Play. Uh, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. We everywhere. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Okay, so uh, thanks for joining our little bonus episode, and uh, tune in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. As like like we said, as we will dive into that cultural phenomenon that is Avengers Endgame. Oh yes, Avengers Endgame. Um, All about that. Um, If you haven't seen it by now, we will get into spoilers tomorrow. So just keep that in mind as you're tuning in. Yeah pretty much almost literally everybody but yeah uh thank you for watching thank you for listening and as always we will catch you on the flip peace out nerds Later.